Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. Hydration has never looked so good. Hydroflask brings you the best and brightest bottles, tumblers, and outdoor kitchenware. Strikingly simple and durable. Hydro Flask reusable items are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Discover your best travel mate on hydroflask.com or follow at hydroflask on Instagram. Welcome back to our Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I am in studio, well, sort of across the pond in studio with Anna Hosford, our race director for the Yellowstone Half Marathon. And we are going to talk all the things. We're going to get all the grand quads and the doubles. And there's so many things going on. If you are doing the grand quad, we did do a separate podcast about the Grand Teton event. So make sure you listen to both of those. But this one's dedicated to Yellowstone. Always a fan favorite, but we do have some changes this year. And I think we're going to lead off with that, Anna, because everybody always likes to know about changes. So why don't you give us a little intro to where these changes are coming from on our course this year? All right. As many of you know, we've had a record year of snow and that's no different when it comes to West Yellowstone, which is where we'll be hosting the Yellowstone half marathon race this year, as we have every year. Um, we work closely with the forest service there of Custer Gallatin national forest. Um, the race is just outside of the park. So we're in, we're in West Yellowstone and forest service land. We've been working with them. They give us snow reports, how trail conditions are looking like, To put it into perspective, maybe about three weeks ago, they still had 51 inches of snow in town. So I was sent a photo. (laughs) I wish I could share this over podcast, but I was sent a photo from our fellow um, contact we work with at the Forest Service. She's on the shorter side. She sent a photo of a street sign and the snow was just a few inches below that um, diamond shaped street sign. So they have had snow to say the least. And it's going to take a while to melt. So because of that, we are going to be having a few changes to our course. So that means we won't be running our original course, but we'll still be running portions of it. And then some portions will be new. We've kind of come up with a, a hybrid course this year, and we're going to get into the course a little bit more. But the good news is the start and finish line location is not changing. It's really easy to get to. In fact, it's so close to town Many of you can just walk from your hotel if you're staying in West Yellowstone to get there. If you're staying somewhere a little bit outside, you can just drive to it. There's going to be plenty of parking, but we'll go into a few more details with the course as we get to that section of the race guide. But yes, the course will change just because we anticipate um, the higher elevations on the original course. It's about, it's just shy of a thousand feet higher than West Yellowstone. And so it's deeper in the trees. They don't get the sun exposure on this ridge. It's called Corret Ridge. It's on the course. Um, if you've run this race in the past, uh, it's a portion of the course that's already there. But snowmelt is not likely to happen as quick as we need it to in less than a month's time at this point of the recording. So 
we do have to make some changes. We're gonna have some lower elevation trail sections as well as a little bit of some paved path sections and some forest service road areas of the course. So once again, we'll get into the nitty gritty of the course itself a little later, but that is why we need to change the course for this year. Yeah, it's just been, I mean, any race director who's producing anything in the Northern mountains this year is having the same problem. I mean, it's just been a snowy, snowy year. And for some of you, maybe you're like, oh, great. This is this is going to be awesome. Yeah. But I think it's going to be good for everybody. I think you're going to be able to get excited about it because there's a really good mix. We got some new trail in there, some pavement in there for some of you who are maybe a little bit nervous about the all trail, you know, format of Yellowstone. So it's going to be great. So let's start, Anna, from the beginning. The logistics at this Yellowstone race are amazing. They are so easy. If you're staying in West yeah. Yellowstone, even if you're staying in Island Park or something like that, it's just a short drive. We have a huge parking area. Parking's never a problem. Traffic is never a problem. You can walk from any place in West Yellowstone. And we are going to be at the lot that's at the corner of Highway 20 and Iris. If you want to yeah. pull that up on a Google map, it actually has a Yellowstone half marathon like pin. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a pin. There's an official pin in West Yellowstone and it's it's titled the Yellowstone Half Marathon because otherwise we don't have a physical address to give you. We give you car cross streets and once you get there it's quite apparent we'll see our tents set up and everything but people will say what is the address to the race? It's like, well, there isn't one, but you'll find us and we 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 trust you will. We're easy to find, but we're actually a pin thing on Google Maps now. It wasn't us, it was some super fan maybe that set us on the map. Well, thank you very much for putting us on the map. It makes it really, really easy. <laughs> and that location right there at Highway 20 and Iris is going to be where the expo is. It's going to be where all the start and finish lines are, all of your parking. So easy. I love these kind of loop courses. So we're going to get everything started on Friday. What time is our expo going to open, Anna? Our expo is going to start at 11 a.m. and it will run until 5 p.m. So you've got a good amount of the day, you know, late morning until the early evening to go there. We'll have your bib. We'll have your race shirt. We'll have a reusable cup if you opted in to receive one of those. And for anybody doing the bison double, that's where you will pick up your race swag item too. For anybody that was doing a different double, such as the um, Grizzly double or the Grand Quad, you likely will have already picked that up at the Grand Teton race, the prior expo day, or yeah, the prior week before. You'll get all that there, but anybody doing the Bison double, that is specific to Yellowstone. That means you're doing the Yellowstone 5K and the Yellowstone half in a combined event, and so you'll have one extra swag item in addition to your racer bib and other goodies you're going to pick up there. Okay. That's awesome. We have about 114 people doing that bison double combo, the 5k half marathon, about 167 of you doing the grizzly double, which will be both halves back to back Grand Teton and Yellowstone and about 248 people doing the quad, all four of yeah. these races, two weekends in a row. It's, it's going to be so much fun there. So at the expo, we're going to have some great vendors there hanging out with us that day. So you'll be able to walk around the expo. We'll have our vacation races merchandise and it's just low key. It's just an easy, easy park, parking, easy walking. You have time to go into Yellowstone. When we are in West Yellowstone, one thing I think is key to remember about this area of West Yellowstone is Yellowstone's huge, huge, huge. <laughs> 
you have a lot of driving to do to get in and out of Yellowstone. So if you wanted to go over to like Old Faithful, it's probably going to take you about an hour to get over there. And last time we were there, there was even a bunch of construction over on the Old Faithful site. So there's construction that they have to do in the very short period of summertime that they have in that park. (laughs) So you have to be this year, (laughs) especially this year. So you have to be a little bit patient with Yellowstone because there is a lot of driving involved in Yellowstone, but it's totally worth it. I love the drive in just along the river as mm-hmm. you're going. Oh, it's just beautiful, that Madison River. So anyway, good stuff, but there is a lot of driving involved, except for at our race. There's not a lot of driving. You're just going to park and we're going to be really, really close to town. Okay, so Anna, we've got the expo. You can pick up bibs until 5 p.m. And then we have to stop bib pickup and the expo because we've got a 5K to start. That's right. We have a really fun shakeout run, a 5K uh, for anybody that's signed up, as Colleen mentioned, it's really easy to get to. You'll park and you're only going to walk, you know, maybe a few hundred yards over to the start line of the 5K. We're just kind of down the corner just to make the mileage just right. But we're all going to gather there about where the expo is and kind of walk you down there as a group. So we don't lose anybody and we get everybody started in time and in line with each other. So just show up near the expo area, um, get stretching, you know, get some water in you, things like that. Um, and it's a, it's a trail 5k. So it's a, it's a fun race. You're, you're on pavement just for a quick little bit through the town, but then you're on some grassy areas, some um, forest service roads, things like that. It's not too difficult of a 5k, but, um, it, it is fun and it's a little challenging to get, uh, through that terrain and you're running in the forest. It's a, it's a fun 5k. A lot of people hear Yellowstone and all they think is bears and they just think, there are going to be bears just everywhere and they're vicious, mean, rabid bears who are attacking runners all the time. That doesn't generally happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Attacking <laughs> runners all I, the time? I, I'm not. I, well, some people get really nervous about this and I'm like, you realize that these bears, they want nothing to do with how many people. We're going to have oh. 600 people running through the forest. Yeah, we, we do make a lot of noise. However, bears are still wild creatures. We need to proceed with caution if you are nervous about bears, it's totally up to you. Um, it's not required, but recommended and or encouraged if you're nervous to carry bear spray. All of our aid stations are equipped with some bear spray um, just for there. It, you, you won't be taking it from there, but it'll be around the area. So if you're flying in for this race, um, there's oftentimes in town that you can rent bear spray. Um, or if you're driving, uh, you can pick some up. I, I, you can pick some up in West Yellowstone, or if you're driving through a more populous city, such like Idaho Falls, other areas, you can pick up bear spray as well, um, on your way to the events. So bear spray is something you can carry, um, plan to put it in your pack in some way that it's not going to fall out, but, uh, be responsible, run with a buddy. Um, we, we don't anticipate bears, but there have been bears sighted on the course before. It's not uncommon. It's not impossible, but don't be deathly afraid to come to this event. Um, if you've never had a bear encounter or anything. Yeah, it's, it actually is pretty cool. Every time I've seen a bear, I'm just like, wow, I'm just amazed. I mean, there's such amazing animals and amazing creatures. And hopefully I do actually hope you do get to see a bear. Maybe not necessarily while you're running, but I hope when yeah, you're in Yellowstone. Maybe not while you're running, but yeah. in, your, in your Yellowstone experience. Yeah, we hope you see a bear. And can we just yeah. do a quick note about bear spray? And I do love that a lot of times the Forest Service comes to our expo and they do a lot of bear awareness for us. And that's a great time 
to see what bear spray is, how to use bear spray, talk to these rangers about the bears because they really are going to put you at ease as far as being in bear country because there's just some things that you can do that really help to make sure that you're safe and the bears are safe as well. But bear spray is not to be sprayed on human beings. Correct. It is it's not a repellent. A repellent. That you use toward the bear. It's not like mosquito repellent. Right. Because there have been tourists who have sprayed it on themselves and it is like military grade pepper spray. That's why the bears yeah. don't like it. So don't yeah. use it on yourself. Never. I, I don't, I'm trying to decide if I want to share this story about uh, Lyle. <laughs> oh, okay, no. I'll share it. You have I'll to share, share it now. Story. Now I have to. So we, we always go through our pear spray in our aid station totes, make sure they're fully stocked, make sure they're not expired. Well, we were going through our totes a couple of years ago and we saw that a few cans were expired. And so we're, we're getting rid of them, going to dispose of them. I know where and, this is uh, going. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this is going? So we actually had a, a lot of employee and crew at the warehouse. Doors are open. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> it's hot. It's in St. George. It's in June. It's hot. We're loading the trucks to get ready for an event. And Lyle's curious over there. I hope <laughs> Lyle doesn't get mad. I'm sharing this story now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure I'm, I'm just loving all of this right now. I'm loving it all. Lyle, Lyle's over by our... Um, disposal can he's like I'm curious what this is actually like and so he was just gonna like spray it because he's never deployed it in a situation you know it's it's expensive you don't want to waste it but he's like I wonder if there's enough propellant in this so he was gonna spray it into the dumpster essentially and it was leaky or something happened that it didn't backfire and spray him but he he did get the brunt of it so it's like you know almost like caustic uh, yeah. pepper like yeah you know it's burning hot pepper it's a capsaicin i believe don't quote me on that but it makes you choke your eyes water if the oil itself gets on you which it did to lyle he was like man i washed my hands so much like three days later i wiped my eye on accident it was still burning oh anyways plume of bear spray didn't just affect lyle it kind of swirled around the warehouse because multiple doors were open and a draft effect was happening and just permeating and we were we were all in the warehouse Lyle was outside and all of a sudden we all just scram and head for the exits because we're all coughing like like what's going on and we go outside and see Lyle like coughing coughing <laughs> we all had to take a breather pause we're like what are you doing and we laugh about it now because everybody is totally okay but even expired, bear spray is still potent. Word it, to the wise. Yes, it's very potent. It's really meant as a deterrent. That's what it's used as. Yeah. So when a human is going to deploy bear spray, the bear is going to all of a sudden be like, wait a minute, this person makes me hurt and gag and choke all yeah, the time. Their so their noses are very sensitive. So I'm not going anywhere near anything that looks like that person ever again. So that's what bear spray is for. It doesn't hurt the bear but it's meant for the bear to have a, a very negative reaction with whoever is spraying it. So the bear doesn't want to be there. So, but do not put bear spray on yourself. Only <laughs> I've had bear spray. I probably have to replace mine. I've had bear spray for years and years and years as we go to Glacier and Grand Teton and Yellowstone and we go out running and things like that. And I've seen many bears. I've never been in an instance that I've had to deploy my bear spray. So good to have, <laughs> always good to have on you, but don't be too scared of it and don't ever just spray it on yourself. Yep. 
Learn, yeah, learn how to properly use it for sure. This but was such a good story. I love this. Period. I love this story. <laughs> I love it. I feel like that's our Lyle Easter egg in our podcast that we're going to tell. We're going to be like, you're going to have to listen to the Yellowstone podcast so that you can hear it. All right. We got through the 5K. That starts at six o'clock. We're going to be out there fully supported with aid stations. We'll get you guys done, get you some hardware that night, get you to bed because in the morning, we've got a nice early morning to start our half marathon. You're going to be parking in the exact same place as you parked for the ha- for the expo and for the 5K. And all p- cars need to be parked by what time, Anna? All cars need to be parked no, no later than 5.45. So parking opens at 4.30. I know that sounds early, but cars need to be parked by 5.45 just because we need enough time to get everybody gathered, wrap things up, get you lined up with our pacers, everything like that. So um, please, please show up in time. Please be parked no later than 545. We don't, there's not a lot of traffic in West Yellowstone, but we do want to get you into our parking lot in an orderly fashion. So there could be a little bit of a delay or a choke point in getting into there, but hopefully with a large field, if you would all cooperate properly with our parking attendants and our volunteers, they'll be wearing reflective vests and glowing wands. Just get parked in quick, you know, be nice and tight with everybody next to you. And we can get started in a easy, breezy way. Well, and one thing that people always ask at this event, Anna, is can I just park in this beautiful giant parking lot overnight? Can I just, you know, car park? You can't. Sorry. As enticing as that is and as as easy as car camping is, um, there is no overnight parking. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, It is something that we are not permitted to do. Um, You might be asked to leave, you might be ticketed, and it's not enforced by us. It's enforced by the town of West Yellowstone. So no overnight parking there. Um, Find out there's, there's many resources if you're car camping, that if you need to find somewhere off location, and it might be a few minutes drive, but do not park in that lot or in that area as you are not allowed to. So no, no overnight parking. I know that we're going to get that question a lot of times. So what I love, and I was looking at sunrise happens about 540-ish in the morning. So no headlamps are going to be needed. You're going to get to the parking lot. You're going to be surprised because we're so far north when we're at West Yellowstone that that sun pops up really, really early. And we will get, we'll have raffles and things going on in the morning, hot chocolate, We'll have some coffee. We'll have some last minute bib pickup if you weren't able to pick your bib up on on Friday. And we'll get everybody ready to go for that 6.30 start. And we're going to start everybody off. Okay, Anna, let's talk through this new course. If people okay. ran with us in 2020, they might be familiar with the rendezvous trails, which are some ski trails. And part of our course is going to utilize those ski courses this year. Yeah, so as we kind of alluded to earlier, where it's a it's a hybrid course, I like to call it, where it's partial trail, partial dirt road, partial pavement. So Colleen mentioned the rendezvous ski trails. Um, these are cross-country ski trails. They're groomed trails that they use in the wintertime. Um, it's just south of West Yellowstone. When the snow melts, and that's a big hope, so everybody cross your fingers, the sun is nice and strong, the snow melts, and we'll have a clear pathway for our race, but um, they're essentially uh, treed, detreed pathways. Um, you're, I don't know. It's like a, it's a bumpy grassy field. It's not yeah. rock free. It's not going to be a single track trail, but the trees are cleared enough so that it's, you know, a, a ski trail in the winter. Therefore, when the summer time is up, 
snow's melted. It's just these open areas of grassy fields. That's the best way I can describe it. No, and I think you're describing it well. I've I've run in there before and I've done some other running on some other ski trails in the area, not when there's snow, but in the summertime. And they're actually quite pleasant to run on. I think you were right when you said it's not like they're free of rocks and debris. You still have to watch your footing, but they are generally quite nice and wide and they're quite easy running. And those rendezvous mm-hmm. trails there, there is a little bit of elevation gain and loss, but it's not any big, big climbs. It's more of like a rolling right. type. Yeah. There's no significant climbs. It's kind of rolly. You might have a gopher hole, things like that. So do watch your footing. I will mention, um, strollers are not allowed on this course just because it can be a little rough for strollers. Um, it would be more than a little rough. <laughs> Yeah. Our original course is a strollers are a definite no, but even this course it's, it's rugged enough that a stroller would not be able to, to to traverse the terrain. So keep that in mind, make sure you've got plans for your children um, because they won't be able to join you in a stroller, but yeah, it's, it's runnable. Obviously it's runnable and it's, it's not as rocky as um, our original course, but it's not perfectly flat, green groomed grass either. Yeah. It's not a golf lawn. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. A wild lawn. I like that. It's, it's not a golf course. So, but it will, it's really beautiful back in there. There's some treed forested kind of areas. And then there's some open meadowy areas. And Mm -hmm. I think you guys are really going to like it. So you're going to do a loop through rendezvous. Then you're going to come out, you're going to hit some double track. You're going to hit a little bit of dirt before you turn onto a new trail that we have in West Mm -hmm. Yellowstone, which is the rail, the rail trail. Is that what they're calling it? Yep. That's the rail trail. So there was, there used to be an old railroad that came that area and it paralleled the river um, before coming in toward West Yellowstone. And I'm not sure where it continues or where it went, but they are reviving it and they're continuing to build more, but we're just going to be going on a portion of it. So this is brand new. It just, uh, a portion of it got finished just last year after the race. And they've been working on it for a while, but yeah, in partnership with the Forest Service and the town of West Yellowstone, it the rail trail is essentially a paved path on the old rail grade. Cool. And, and so we're going to be doing a portion of an out and back on this new rail trail. That's really cool. I've been on some other rail trails across the country. There's a lot on the East Coast. Some of these old mm-hmm. defunct railroads, they've just paved them over and made them into these beautiful, flat, scenic. Yep trails. So that's really, I'm really excited to, to hear how that all is going to look because I think it's going to be beautiful. It's down by the river and everything. Mm -hmm. So some beautiful views, views of where our original course would be just on the other side of the river. Yep. You're kind of running parallel to, to, uh, that back half of the original course for those that are familiar. Sorry, we keep referencing it, but it's in the same area. So if you're going to be getting a lot of the same scenery so that you know, um, don't be disappointed. It's not a complete change. You're going to get a lot of the similar scenery and you're going to be by that river. That is always that, um, reward when you get to that point in the race. I feel like you get a lot of the same scenery with a little less gritty of a course. So yeah, maybe it's going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. Maybe you want to say on the rail trail portion, um, that is an out and back and it's, it's later in the race, which is good. So the, um, any congestion of uh, runners and waves and things like that, it's going to thin out by then. So you're going to be hitting the rail, the the paved path just before about mile seven, just so you're aware. And then you're going to do an out and back. Um, There'll be a timing mat you'll cross near the end of the out and back so that your bib will register you've gone that distance. 
And then when you come back up, um, probably around mile 11 and a half is where that grade is going to end and you'll return back to a forest service road or hard packed dirt, kind of gravelly dirt. So because of this trail and it's an out and back situation, some of the trail can be as wide as maybe 10, 12 feet. Other portions, it might narrow to maybe eight feet. So please stick to the right side of the trail as you're heading down. And then obviously, as you're coming back, stick to the right, just so we don't, we can minimize any congestion and run-ins that we've got. Just that inevitably we'll, we'll be taking up the majority of the trail. It's not closed off to us. So please be courteous to people who might be biking or walking along it, any residents that aren't related to the race, but yeah, stick to the right, be courteous to each other and um, give people the right away if they're just kind of a citizen or visitor not related to the race. I kind of like out and backs because you get to see everybody. It's a great chance to yeah. high five and congratulate everybody and give them a like, Thank keep everybody. going, you're doing great. It is really fun, especially later in the race, because sometimes later in the race, things feel a little bit lonely, but this will make it so that you'll be able to see some more people yeah. and that will be fun. So we'll get you through that whole new section, which is going to be great. I can't wait to see all the pictures on that. And then you guys will come into the finish line, which is right by where you started. Super easy. It's a big loop course and we'll be back there and we're going to be giving hardware out like crazy at the finish line. Right. So that's where you're going to pick up your half marathon finish line medal, obviously. And anybody who's doing the doubles, that's when you're going to pick up the remainder of your medals. So bison double, you'll have picked up your third medal by then just outside of the runner recover area. That's where we're going to pick up the doubles medals. So we'll have everything from bison double finisher medal, the grizzly double finisher medal, and the grand quad finisher medal. And for those that did the grand quad, you will also get that grizzly and bison one. And obviously the week prior, you got the moose. So giving you a grand total of eight medals for those grand oh, quad runners. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Keep you... in mind, you only get the one swag, but the medals are enough. I actually want to say in seriousness, like plan for some extra luggage weight. <laughs> it's always funny. Oh, for sure. People report, you know, they're flying out of Salt Lake City Airport, this and that. And they're like, oh boy, we got another runner because their their luggage is heavy and they're looking in the, you know, x-ray machines. And it's just like, what's all this hardware in here? What is going on? Because people are walking home with, eight plus medals. Like if you, if you place in mm -hmm. one of the age group awards, you're going to have more than eight because you, you might get an extra award for placing your age group. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. And I love all the pictures. It's like the Michael Phelps style pictures of everybody yeah. with all of their medals. Red. Yeah. It makes such a fun weekend back to back weekend or a fun Friday and Saturday, however you're going to join it with us. And with this new course, I really think, have an open mind on this. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. And we'll just keep you posted as that snow continues to melt. I promise that Anna is watching the webcam all the time to make sure. I, am. I actually am. <laughs> I checked the webcam to see the snow melt. The good news is uh, the webcam view that I'm looking at, I'm starting to see earth, not just white. So very nice. Sign, very nice. Very nice. And so there's going to be so much water in Yellowstone. That's what I was thinking too. Like the rivers are going to be so full. Everything's yes. going to be so full. So that's going to be really cool to be able to see that. And just if you want updates on Yellowstone National Park itself, make sure you go to recreation.gov or to the National Park Service website to get updates on construction and trail closures and different things around Yellowstone because they do do a lot of work in Yellowstone at this time of the year, especially if there's no snow. 
and you get to see all mm-hmm. the bison and they're going to be all shedding and it's going to be great. And the baby bison will be there. Just good I love stuff. the baby bison. Who doesn't love the baby bison? They're so much cuter <laughs> than their adult counterparts. <laughs> All right. So this is easy logistics. That's the one thing that you guys have for Yellowstone. We keep it really, really easy for you. And with this new course, we'll keep giving you information and updates on that. But if you do have questions, you can always reach out to Anna. Anna, what's your email on this one? My email is A-N-N-A, Anna at vacationraces.com. Okay, perfect. So reach out if you have any questions. A couple other things that I want to talk through before we let everybody go here is we do have our tracking app, RaceJoy which you can use spectators. So the runner needs to have their phone with them and they can run the RaceJoy app. And then the spectator, if you're spectating, there's really no other place to spectate other than the start finish. But on RaceJoy, you can send cheers. You can see where they're at on the course. It's a really fun way to keep track of everybody. So download the RaceJoy app. Make sure you have that on your phone. The runner has to have it activated on their phone and they can be able to track runners. It's a benefit to you too, because it gives you mileage updates. It also has some built-in audio tour guide kind of information on it, which is really fun as well. So we kind of give you a little extra to this race joy. So make sure you plan to use race joy. And then if you're looking for things to do in the area, maybe restaurants to eat at or something like that, we have another app that's called Neocaching, and you're going to look for the Yellowstone Explorer Club in there. So lots of great things. Anna, I have to put you on the spot. Favorite mm-hmm. place to eat in West Yellowstone. Okay, so contrary to almost every other staff member, they like to eat at the Slippery Otter to get the jalapeno wontons. Which I are like delicious. That's fine. They're delicious. I like them too. I almost want to say don't go there so that we can we can go there too. But they're well, popular. Everybody I have, knows about I have a story wantons. about that because Lyle was like, Colleen, go pick us up 40 jalapeno wontons. <laughs> And I went over there. It's always a story about with Lyle. It's always with Lyle. It's always with Lyle. And I go there and I was like, hello, I would like four jalapeno wontons. And they're like, nope, you're not getting four because we've run out because everybody came for jalapeno wontons. So yep, yep. they are good. Please take advantage of getting them, but they are a busy restaurant and it, it's hard with smaller cities that operate seasonally as far as coming back from COVID, getting a proper workforce going Hopefully they've rebounded a little bit, but I will say exercise some patience with a town such as West Yellowstone there. It's kind of a service business oriented town. They operate based around the park and, or, you know, there's the ski and the snowmobiling season in the winter. Um, it's we, not just us, but Yellowstone gets packed and it's one of the major gateways to the park. So it can get really busy in those summer months, even early June. And so exercise patience. We do, you know, it's jalapeno wontons. Getting those at the Slippery Otter is great. But there's also leather, a lot of good restaurants too. My favorite place is actually the taco bus. And I call it that because there's actually two taco buses. I actually don't know the actual name of the business, but it's the one on the main street. Yes. And it's our favorite place to go, or I guess second favorite, second to Slippery Otter. But I like the taco bus. That's my all-time favorite. I do too. The taco bus on Main Street, because the other one, I'm not sure what street it's on, but it's not on that yeah. main drag. You, there's two buses that they've retrofitted into a restaurant. You actually walk in the those double scissor doors, get up, walk to the back of the bus and order. It's it's a fun experience. It really but, is. Um, 
It really is. And it's and it's so good. And in between the Slippery Otter and the Taco Bus on Main Street, there's this great little ice cream place. Yeah, there's a lot of ice cream shops. And I don't want to say this one's bad, this one's better. But right. our staff personal favorite, it's called City Creamery. They hand turn the ice cream there. There's always good flavors like huckleberry, salted caramel, wedding cake. I haven't had a flavor I've hated there. So yeah. anything's going to be good, but huckleberry is good first choice if you've never tried it. There's something about, I would never have a fruity ice cream if I wasn't in Montana. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I go to a Montana and I'm like, I would like huckleberry everything. Thank you very much. <laughs> huckleberry jam, huckleberry syrup, huckleberry yes. ice cream. Oh, yep, it's, they, it's good. They have so much huckleberry up there. So those are some good quick picks that we have for you. And the Neocaching app will help out with that as well. The Yellowstone Explorer, you can find all different recommendations for different places to go. And that Wolf and Grizzly Center, that's right there in West Yellowstone. That place is really, really cool. If you want to see some wolves, which are very hard to see, they generally are in the Lamar Valley in Yellowstone, which is actually on the polar opposite side. It's on the east side of Yellowstone from where we're going to be in West Yellowstone. But if you want to see some wolves, go in there. And my favorite is at nighttime, you can hear them howling in West Yellowstone. It's just, it's amazing when you're, you get to have that up close and personal encounter with some of these animals in a safe way. Always keep your distance from any animals that you are. I have to tell a bear story though. Can I tell a bear story? Okay. This was in Yellowstone. My daughter and I And my husband and my son, we were on a little RV trip that we were taking. It was sometime during COVID. And we went to Lone Star Geyser. That's on the Old Faithful side on the way over to West Thumb. And it's actually an old road, but you can ride a bike on it. There's very few places in Yellowstone that you can ride a bike. And so we had brought a couple of bikes with us. So my daughter and I, I think my son and my husband went in first. So they went in and then they rode out and we're like, okay, we'll switch off and now we'll go in. And so we go in and we're on our way back out and there is a juvenile grizzly bear and he was in the water, caught a fish, ran in front of us. And like, my daughter's just like, she just stops entirely. And this bear's looking at her. She's looking at the bear and I'm like, back up just a bit and like put the bike in between (laughs) you and the bear. And we just watched this bear take his fish. There was probably about 10 other people with us. So we weren't alone. And he went up. Of course, I didn't have my bear spray because I'm like, oh, we're only going to be two miles in. It's not a big deal. Bring your bear (laughs) spray all the time. And he ate his little fish. And it's so cool. There's so many cool animal encounters that you can have in Yellowstone. So look forward to it. Yeah, I hope, I hope everybody who's listening to this, um, you take the time to, to put some, some days, not just a few hours. Yeah. Cause as Colleen mentioned, it takes a long time to drive to things like you're going to want to see the classic things like old faithful grand prismatic things like that, but they're, they tend to be polar opposite areas. So, yeah. so plan in time. And in addition to that, like traffic, there's, there's, there's wildlife stops too, like bison cross the road and other things, or you're going to want to pull over because you see people pointing into the forest because there's a herd of elk, things like that. Like plan for some time because it's worth just, you know, forgetting about a schedule and enjoying nature out there. Yeah, for sure. Especially at Yellowstone. We saw one time we were in there all day. It was a whole day driving around. We saw nine bear just from Mm. our car. Like this was just from our car. It was one of those kind of misty kind of overcast days in the summer. So it wasn't super hot. And so the bears were a little more active. 
I couldn't believe how many bears we saw. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, I'm, I don't think I know anybody who's seen more than that as far as a day trip into the park. Yeah. I That's don't think, I don't think we'll ever like re redo that one ever again, but it's, it's a great place to be. There's so much to see. It's just a wonderland there, just a natural wonderland. So, and this course is just a great kind of preamble to that whole entire vacation that you can spend in Yellowstone. That's why we do this stuff with vacation races. It's so good. I want to go back to the course really fast because I we didn't hit on aid stations that I do want to hit on, Anna, because six aid stations fully supported. We're going to have volunteers out there. You mentioned that all of our volunteers at the aid stations, they'll have bear spray available. They'll have everything that they need and you will be fully supported, but we are cup free. So make sure you're carrying your own hydration or some way to take hydration, whether it's a collapsible cup that we give you or that you got with your registration or one of your own handheld bottles or hydration packs, something like that. I do want to mention one thing just to the, due to the nature of the out and back trail. Um, the out and back occurs at about mile nine and a quarter, just, just above nine and a quarter. It will likely have simply a water station out there just because it's a little hard to access. We'll have one of our large water monsters. So keep that in mind. Make sure you've got your hydration bladder or your handheld things like that, or use your reusable cup to refill but it's just a little remote enough and out there that um, it will probably be just a water station only. But as you get further along the race and leading up to that point, we'll have more regular aid stations, which those are stocked with water, gnarly hydrate and the honey stinger gels. So maybe grab an extra gel if there's if you're wanting a gel, yeah. maybe at nine, maybe stick one in a pocket or something from one yeah. of the earlier aid stations. So you'll have it on that little out and back section, just because we don't want to be having to drive staff through all of our runners on this out and back mm -hmm. portion. So yeah, road, road access is the same as the trail you're on. And so we're trying to limit vehicle traffic and normally vehicles aren't on there. I will say it's a foot or bike pathway, but we'll be utilizing vehicles to access aid stations. So just to keep it safer for you and less congested, We'll have some simplified aid stations. So just, just have those expectations and plan accordingly with your hydration and nutrition. Yeah, very cool. I'm excited, Anna. I, I'm excited to see how this all goes down. Yellowstone's such a fun place to be. And we have over 1,200 of you who are going to be running in the half marathon. And yeah. it's going to be a great Friday and Saturday. So hopefully you made all your reservations and you're ready to go. I have to give a shout out to Wander Project as well. We have... 14 charity bib athletes who are going to be running with us with Grand Teton and Yellowstone. They're supporting 10 different charities. That's kind of the beauty of Wander Project. If you have a cause that's near and dear to your heart, well, we want to help you raise funds for that cause. So all you do is you select a charity bib anytime that you're registering for a vacation races event, and we make sure that the funds that you collect go to the charity of your choice. And for this one, Anna, they've raised over $26,000 already. Ooh, that's impressive. And they've got Thank another you month. who contributes to these um, <laughs> fundraisers. I think something we, we've, Wander Projects changed up this year is just the ability to customize and choose what charity it is. And people have a little bit more heart in that. And they're excited to raise money for these charities. So thanks to those who have signed up for a charity bib runner. Um, you get a free race on us as a thank you. And thanks to all those who donate too. Yeah, it's it's really great. Wonder Project doing great things. Shout out to Amy and to Courtney, the whole staff at Wonder Project. They've really been doing such a great job and all of our athletes who have chosen to run with Wonder Project this year. And maybe next year you want to run with Wonder Project. So make sure to check it out every time you register for an event. 
you have the option of a charity bib. All right, Anna, is there anything that we forgot about Yellowstone? I feel like it's just easy peasy logistics. Yep. Make sure you plan accordingly, you know, be on time to the things, stick to this time time schedule. Um, but yeah, it, as Colleen says, it's quite easy to get to and we hope you enjoy your time there and feel free to ask us questions and make sure you plan your park adventures so you can optimize your time while you're there. We look forward to getting up there to be with you. Yeah, you said up there because I was just thinking that was one thing we yeah. didn't talk about is the elevation of West Yellowstone is, I believe, 6,666 feet is exactly what it is. I always remember that because nice. Jackson Hole down at our Teton, our Grand Teton Half Marathon, that's about 6,200 feet in the town of Jackson. And it's 6,666, which I think is an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting Good elevation there for West Yellowstone. So don't be surprised if you start running and you're like, what has happened to my legs? Why am I breathing so hard? Why is my heart rate so high? It's because there's less oxygen and it's just a little bit. That's why we're in these beautiful mountains. Bears don't live down where it's like, you know, sea level. They don't they don't like it down there. They like to be up in the mountains. So if you've got all of that beauty around you, you're probably a little bit higher. So just plan to slow down and enjoy it and enjoy your time there in this beautiful Custer Gallatin National Forest you will not regret it at this Yellowstone Half Marathon. So take care, guys. We'll see you in West Yellowstone. Reach out to our customer service if you need anything. Info at vacationraces.com or Anna at vacationraces.com. See you then. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. Registered for a Vacation Races Half Marathon, but feeling overwhelmed planning your trip? Good Trip Adventures has partnered with Vacation Races to offer guided tours and vacation planning in some of the most iconic national parks. Whether you're a runner or a spectator, you can take advantage of 10% off park tours and trip planning with code VR2023. Good Trip offers both private and small group tours with expert guides and a focus on inclusive and sustainable travel. Visit goodtripadventures.com slash vacation hyphen races and Use code VR2023 to book an unforgettable National Parks experience today. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.